Welcome back, ladies, gentlemen, and degenerate gamblers, to the second episode of Take It From Us of the 2019 football season. Jake, Brooke, and Colin back here coming off a 9-3 and three week betting. Uh, hopefully you took some of our picks. We got some great locks for you this weekend. Um, so give us a listen. Head on over across the river and uh, go make yourself some money. Absolutely. Yeah, if you took our bets, you were about, about $560 richer. Yeah. If you bet $100 each, but... Good week, I'd say. Good job, yeah. boys. Go we'll ahead, pay Jake, your pay Jake, your rent with our picks or something. Jake went four zero. We'll take it. Long overdue. We'll take it. But, couple, uh, of them, couple of them were pretty close. I took Iowa State. The only one, or they lost by. They one, got the half point. Yeah, they were getting was, one and a half. Yeah, one and a half. That some, was close. Some, some places too some close yeah. ones. Some not so close ones. Cleveland, but New hey, England. But so, hey, you need luck. Yeah. Luck. You'll take it any way you can get it. So there's a lot that uh, a lot that we like this weekend. So. Expect another good weekend from us. Uh, I'd say more so college this week. Yeah. More so college. NFL's weird this year um, just because I think I was telling you earlier, this is the most, since 2003, this is the most uh, spreads of six points or more uh, through the first three weeks since 2003. There's been 22 games already where the spread for NFL is six or more, and this is the first week since 93. That two teams are favored by 17 or more with New England and uh, Dallas. So feels like it's just been a lot less competitive this year in the NFL. Well, who was it on the Monday Night Crew? Steve Young, I think, said it. He goes, the NFL's becoming the NBA. It's like all the good players, if they're not on a playoff contending team, they want out, they demand a trade. It's they all want to win now. So, And, you know, that's something I wanted to talk about too is like, I don't remember ever NFL players requesting trades just because they weren't happy with their team or anything like that. Um, I don't know if that says anything about the league now or if that's more, I mean, like you said, off the air, you said, I mean, players are in their prime. So, I mean, they want to. Yeah. It's know. it's very understandable. It's I understand, like, Xavier and Howard, like we were talking about before this, saying – I want to be a part of a winning team now because I'm in my prime, but not every team is going to be able to win and compete like that year in and year out, especially the Dolphins now. It's going to take a while before they're even close. Don't they have three first-round picks? Yeah, one of them's probably going to be Tua, yeah. I would think. Mm-hmm. That you have to. <laughs> it's That's a slam dunk. No unless, way unless you stick with Rosen. No. <laughs> which I don't not. think you do. No. He'd have to come out gunning the rest of the year yeah. and really show something. Which... I think he really, out of this whole thing, got screwed over because he got moved from Arizona for Kyler, and I think he's going to get moved from Miami because of Tua after this year. So talk about a guy with some tough luck, Josh Rosen. really hasn't even had his chance yet. No, and teams are going to look at that and say, what has he done so far in his career? And he's had two awful teams to work with. Yeah, so it's horrible, like, two horrible offensive lines. But he also hasn't had much of a chance. No, like, exactly. True. He's so had to like, play behind Fitzpatrick yeah. and then mop-up duty. And then in Arizona, that's a horrible team that he played with. He had to start behind Stan Bradford, too, for a while, right? Yeah. And Bradford got hurt, but no. So it is. The league does feel just... It's a top lot heavy. Yeah, very, very top, top heavy. heavy. Which yeah. is kind of interesting. It's kind of fun, too, at the yeah. same time. It'll, towards the, the end of the year, come playoffs, fun. yes. Those are going to be some <laughs> awesome games. But right now, it's you're going to get those. The Patriots got to play the Jets twice. The Dolphins twice. Mm-hmm. Well, one more time <clears> after this week. Yeah, Bills um, twice. Bills are no joke, though. The Bills I mean, the are the an interesting have, team. They could have not... We'll have trouble with them, but I don't know if they still could be a playoff I, team. I still think they win. They steal two from them, but I um, mean, still, even if they lose to New England twice, like there's not a whole lot of teams that are exactly. that much better than them. Mm-hmm. So they kind of got an easy one this week too. I think they play the Bengals. One I'll be uh, excited to see this weekend is how for real are the Ravens going up against the Chiefs? I mean, it's not hard to look great against the Cardinals and the Dolphins. They so, didn't even look that great against the Cardinals. No, yeah. no. But it'll be interesting to see an improved Chiefs defense um, so far through two weeks, um, seeing how Lamar looks against them, how the Ravens look overall. Um, you know. Yeah, I think what I'm looking forward to this weekend most in NFL is seeing Kyle Allen for the Panthers because – 
in his limited reps he's gotten in preseason and week 17 last year he's kind of put up some sneaky good numbers for the Panthers and um kid out of high school heavily recruited to Texas A&M I think behind Kyler and then Mm -hmm. transferred transferred ends up at Houston I don't think it's drafted gets a chance in Carolina and now he's getting a big time start for them this year he can ball a little bit so I think that'll be interesting to see if he comes out and plays well how does that play in with Cam Newton's struggles so that'll be something really to read into this weekend yeah it's really interesting like with that too as well but I mean there's also a lot of other backups playing this week too yeah you got Mason Rudolph who finished the game last week Teddy Bridgewater finished the game as well um, Kyle Allen, we saw Gardner Minshew, yeah. who balled out. That dude's for real. And now Daniel Jones takes over the starting job yeah. after a pretty good preseason. Yeah. So And Rosen. Yeah, Rosen that's, a, that's a new wave of quarterbacks coming up, and yeah. especially with Breeze getting hurt, even though he's supposed to come back, Roethlisberger getting hurt. You have to wonder how much longer that era of Roethlisberger, Breeze, Brady. It's coming to the end probably sooner, All right, sooner for, rather than later. Let's do some here with... Let's go buy or sell one of the the new quarterbacks starting this week. You got to buy one and you got to sell one. So obviously you're ruling out, you're not counting like Mahomes, Lamar. Are you saying no. like like the guys Kyle we Allen, just yeah, the, the backups that are getting an opportunity now. Okay. I don't and know. I say we leave Gardner Minshew out of it just because he's You know already, what he did Thursday yeah, night. Yeah. I don't know. After watching the preseason and once again it's the preseason, I don't know. But I like Daniel Jones. I don't think he's coming into a bad situation. Um, and it's one of those things where it's like you took him at six for a reason. Go show it. Yeah, Go show it. So I'm, I'm, I guess I'm probably the most excited to watch him just because he's got a young weapon in Evan Ingram. Um, it's not a horrible receiving core once Golden Tate's back and you have Sterling Shepard. And then you got Saquon Barkley, so Ingram. Yeah, if I mean, if that can be, if Daniel Jones can be effective there, I mean, that's that could turn into not a bad team within the next couple of years. So who's your sell? Um, I don't know. That's tough. Probably Mason Rudolph, just because I'm. It's one of those things where it's like I want to see. <laughs> I I don't know. I, I want to see something. I guess first. Once again, you have weapons in, yeah, in Pittsburgh, Connery. so. Um, I don't know. I would say I don't think he was electric in, in college. It's one of those things where you go from playing Big 12 defenses yeah. and you've, you've gotten preseason looks is about what you've gotten, and then you got Seattle last week, which obviously isn't an ideal situation to have to come yeah. in and go up against the Seahawks defense. But um, Didn't play horrible. No, man. didn't play horrible, but I don't think he's going to win games in Pittsburgh. I think he'll win – you know, you might win the games against Cincinnati, yeah. teams of that, but I don't think even, I don't know, I don't think they're going to compete against. Is it San Francisco they have this week? Yeah, they got the 49ers. Uh, San Francisco are, is yeah. looking hot right now, so yeah. that's good. another tough ask for him. <clears throat> so, yeah. Go ahead, call See, him. I'm going to disagree. I'm buying Mason Rudolph. Just from what I saw this past week, He ca- I think that he came in, they were down, I want to say, what was it? like seven or eight yeah eight eight seven or eight yeah sounds right but um he made a he made kind of a i don't know he made a nice move and scrambled out of the pocket and he got that first down and plus i feel like i don't buy him as like a a a great quarterback but i think i buy him as like the steelers i think the steelers think they have their guy is i think i don't know what round they drafted him but i think they i think they think that they have their guy and then i also think Big Ben's time's coming to an end. So I think they're going to stick with their guns depending on what he does. Obviously, this week is going to be yeah. tough. Um, but, I mean, if he plays well, he's got – I think he's in the best position too. He's got a Juju. decent offensive line. He's got good weapons. He's got a, a decent defense. Not great. It's not as good in the, as good in the past. But um, – and I'm throwing out, like, Gardner Minshew because we already saw what he did this week. Yeah. And I think he's going to be something special too. I mean, he made some couple, a couple of nice throws, um, especially throws. the one to Chark. That was a dime. <laughs> he had three or four of them I was just yeah. really impressed with. So, um, who are you selling? Uh, I think I'm going to sell – I think I'm just going to sell Rosen just because 
I just that's the shit. It's the shittiest position yeah. to be in. I mean, you're on the worst team in the NFL. Um, and Everybody's like, asking for trades. Yeah, like we said, I mean, he really hasn't had a chance to prove himself because he's been on, he was on the worst team last year, and now he's on the worst team this year. So I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Gotta go against a good Cowboys defense this week. Yeah, if it's not ideal. Well, off that, I think I'm my my buy is still Kyle Allen. I just flying under the radar, and he's got DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, Christian McCaffrey to work with in the backfield. Um, and who were the who was uh the other quarterbacks we were talking about getting a talking chance? about Daniel Jones, Rosen, Rudolph. I guess are you counting Bridgewater? <clears throat> yes, I mean, yeah, that that was my sell yeah. right there. Okay, I thought we named one more. I'm I'm big time selling Bridgewater. Uh, you know, came in last week. I get it is the Rams, tough team to play, but at the same time, it's the Rams. The Chiefs put up fifty on them. I would I would think he would be able to move the ball a little bit with the weapons. Might he had Michael Thomas and Kamara, but just when he came in, it felt like the game was over. Over, yeah. And I mean, like we said, though. He'll get some wins against the bad teams, but I don't think he'll be able to compete with the good ones. And I think I think he'll do enough to keep them in playoff contention for Breeze to get back. That's that's what I was gonna say. They're gonna be right on the brink there. By the how many weeks is Breeze out? Six is what it looks like. They so have too many weapons to not be able to. That's what I'm saying. They gotta just and if he starts playing bad enough, they're just gonna throw Taysom Hill in there. And you could yeah. still play the deacon dunk to Kamara yeah. too. Like it's not like he Kamara's gonna get fed. Oh so. yeah, Kamara fancy owners have got to mm-hmm. be licking their chops a little bit. Yeah, look for him to get about ten plus receptions this oh. week. I guarantee it. Oh yeah, the checkdowns and I mean Teddy was something special before he got hurt, and I thought maybe he could be something after. But watching that last week just really was like wow, not the same guy. At <laughs> least from what this I saw, year, he kind of seems like a Walmart brand Dak. Like, he really they does. don't look pretty throwing it. No. They, they can scramble a little bit, but I don't know. I just yeah. He lost that elusiveness. Like He was always a pretty good thrower and could run a little bit, but like now he's more like Tom Brady where yeah. he like he has to stand, stand in there and throw it. He yeah. can't really – or like Phillip Rivers, his first down run was like the longest <laughs> in his career this week. I so. guess one quarterback we didn't talk about that we probably all would have sold like a given Falk for Jets. Oh yeah, yeah. That's just we Third didn't stringer. we didn't touch on that, but that's just a horrible situation. Um, and one thing you talked about, Campbell, that I just want to touch on real quick with Mason Rudolph. I think the Steelers are a hundred percent all in because they just traded next year's first round pick for Minka Fitzpatrick. Yeah, and granted, point. that was their guy. They wanted Minka back in the last year a couple years ago when he got drafted and I think he's worth a first round pick um, but if you don't trade away that first rounder you probably have a good chance to, yeah. to draft a quarterback next year in the first round because that wouldn't have been assuming they don't finish the year incredibly strong yeah. you would have had a pretty high pick um, I totally agree with you because, so they got to be buying in yeah I, I totally agree with you because I think there's I can think of two quarterbacks on the top of my head or Three actually, three quarterbacks at the top of my head that are going to be in the draft this next year who are Tua, pretty solid. Tua, Herbert, Herbert, Herbert and Jalen Hurts. There's, I think there's a fourth off the top of my Burrow? head. Burrow, Burrow will be. Burrow, yeah, Burrow. Those are the four off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Were, I mean, I would take Tua over probably about. Uh, I don't know. I would take it probably over ten quarterbacks in the league right now. Yeah. I'd probably take Burrow. I'd. Take, I like Jalen Hurt. Jalen Hurt, ah, it's just questionable though. I don't know. Under Lincoln Riley, yeah. anybody can. Yeah, exactly. That's good. a good point. I I feel like towards the end of the year, it'll be interesting to see what Jalen can do when he has to fit the ball into tight windows. He really hasn't had to do that yet. So, a lot left I want to see from Jalen. But just from the way that guy talks and like, yeah, you know. He under he gets it. Jalen gets what he has to do. His demeanor is yeah is just always working. Nothing's ever good enough, and I love that about him. Okay, here's a quick question before for you before we make picks. Talking about Lincoln Riley quarterbacks through two weeks, and I guess you've had last year to look at one of them. But just thinking about where they're at right now, if you had to start a franchise right now with either Baker or Kyler, Kyler Murray, Kyler, Kyler, hundred yeah, percent Kyler. 
He looked what he's doing with, he looked with good the worst last offensive week. line in he, the league. He looked, Kyler looked good. That dude's running for his life, and he's still throwing for 300-plus yards. He, like, you know, the first game he looked shell-shocked in the NFL, which is, like, understandable. I mean, especially with the team around him, but I think uh, – I'm not I'm not saying Baker is horrible by any means, but I think Cleveland and Baker himself were really counting their chickens before they were hatched. You know, going out there and saying the stuff he does, being always being in the spotlight and having something to say, it's like and then you come out and get pooped on by Tennessee yeah. and I mean they played the Jets this week, which yeah. doesn't didn't really show much. But should have won the way they did, and they did. Yeah. But like even looking at them, they still have stuff to clean up. Like I, that's a lot more talented roster than what they're playing at right now. Um, so I think I take Kyler too, just because Kyler looks a lot better than I expected him to. I really thought Kyler was going to be. I don't want to say a bust, but I definitely thought he was going to be a letdown. <coughs> um, and I thought, I honestly thought the size was going to kind of play a factor, especially sure. when you are running for your life. Um, but through two weeks, he, he looks good. And I don't know if that could be partially Kingsbury bringing a more college-style offense to the NFL. But he really hasn't, through two weeks, I expected a lot. He hasn't flinched. No. No. Um, which is, like, very, like, a big positive for a quarterback that's young and inexperienced like that, you know. The slow I mean, start, and then they came back in overtime, and, you know, he looked like – I mean, he put some balls in some tough spots. And, and he hung in with a pretty good Ravens defense. Uh, Ravens defense. I mean – They only lost by six. Yeah, it's it's not like he was playing like the Dolphins, you know. No. But um, that's another thing, too, is with – I feel like even though Kyler has the worst offensive line in the league, I think he was put in a better situation yeah. than Baker – because I feel like the offense really fits Kyler. Mm-hmm. And being under, I mean, Baker's kind of had a carousel for head coaches. He had Hugh Jackson, and then he who, who took over from I'm, him. I'm still not sold that Freddie Kitchens is Kitchens, a, that's right, Kitchens. And he, he wasn't even a, I didn't, what no, was he before? I'm, I'm he, not, wasn't a, he wasn't even a coordinator. I yeah, no. I'm, I'm not sold that Freddie Kitchens should be an NFL head coach. No, not at all. So I think Kyler has the better better position. He's in the better scheme. I feel like Kyler not having the good offensive line plays into his speed. He's got 4-3 speed, so, yeah. you know, the horrible offensive line really doesn't affect him too much because mm-hmm. he can run, run. For sure. But just imagine when he gets a good offensive oh, line. Oh, yeah. I mean, but yeah. I think that's what Arizona's got to do if they think Kyler's the guy for the next 10 to 12 years is, mm-hmm. you know, get a line around. build that line mm-hmm. around him so he doesn't have to take as many of those hits. Yeah. So, so this week you have two former A&M teammates squaring off against each other, right? With Kyle Allen and Kyler. Oh, yeah, they, wow. were, they were on the yeah. same roster. Did you hear what I Kyler think, said? Uh-uh. He go, someone asked him about that. He goes, I really don't care. And he goes, no, nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. But, see, that's the thing, too. I, too. I feel like Kyler fits, like his personality fits better than Baker yeah. because he doesn't come out and say controversial stuff. Man. You know? It's just like I would be – it's just if Baker would just get out of his own way sometimes, I would be a much bigger Baker fan. But oh, yeah, for sure. It's just sometimes – Oh, yeah. Dude can play. I like his, at his times. confidence. Yeah. His confidence, but then, like, just some of the stuff he says. He goes, well, he goes a little overboard. Yeah. But it's, – It's his, one of those things where you can do that once you've proven something. Yeah. And he's he proved it in college. It was a stud, won the Heisman, but it's like it's a different league. But now. even in college, he went a little too much yeah. overboard. Great story, walk on. Yeah. To a Heisman Trophy winner, but awesome story. Yeah. I don't know. Lastly, oh, well. NFL. Will Antonio Brown play a snap for an NFL team this year? No, I don't think so. I don't know. I don't. It's the more and the more and more as this stuff develops, sending the intimidating texts or whatever. It's just like, this dude cannot keep his name out of the news. And I'm like, man. I would think getting released by the Patriots is the kiss of death. Like, I wouldn't be surprised, especially, obviously, if, like, these charges, like, come to fruition, like, he's not going to play again in the NFL. But even if they don't, just everything just that's gone on this year. His name. Is any, no matter what kind of talent he has, is it worth it? I'd say no. I don't know. Like, Gruden, really Gruden and Mayock in Oakland exhausted every possible thing mm-hmm. to...
Gruden backed him even probably when he didn't agree with him, even with the whole helmet thing and all that. It was just like... Here's my analogy for this. So I think this is where... This is a situation where... So Antonio Brown, he's like a girlfriend. He was in a long-term relationship with the Steelers, right? Mm -hmm. And so finally the boyfriend got fed up with him. Mm -hmm. Then broke up, goes to the Raiders. And because, you know, he's attractive. He's an attractive player. He's got great skills, whatever. But he's got a lot of baggage. And so the Raiders are like, all right, I'm done. And so finally, the Patriots is like probably one of the a good guy, you know. Mm-hmm. Still is like, okay, he needs another chance. But they're like, all right, he's done. And now everyone sees one of the good guys, like the Patriots. They're like, I don't yeah, know about this dude. He, if the good guy can't handle him, who can handle him? Good looks That's can only thing. get you so far. Exactly. You're calling like, the Patriots a good guy? That's well, sweet. They, they, <laughs> That's sweet. <laughs> I mean, okay. Yeah. In terms of, of the analogy. In terms of, I, in terms yeah, of reputation. Yeah, I know. They're you know, never I the know, good guy I know. in a normal life. I know. But, like, I, yeah, I, I think it's tough for any organization to trust him, and especially an organization that has a chance at making a playoff push. Like, even just think about, like, the Chiefs or Ravens. Like, why would you want to bring something so toxic See, into the locker room? That's what I think. I don't think a team – that is a serious contender will take a chance on him maybe like a bills or like a lower level contender team will yeah. or something like that like a you wild know? like on the like clip, a, yeah like a wild you're not tanking team. but you're not a super yeah, bowl contender a team in yeah. the middle will to try to bolster their roster yeah. up there but i mean i don't i think especially if these cases are true i don't think he'll ever play again and my thing is, if he didn't want to play in Oakland, I don't think he's going to want to play in like a Buffalo or a Cincinnati no. or anywhere like that. So this could be this. Honestly, you could have watched Antonio Brown play his last NFL game. Realistically, you could have. You know, which is I, weird to think about. I said it last time. See, this is this is a, this is kind of a reach. I said it last time to Colin when he was a free agent. See, I could see him in Jerry World. I hope you're wrong because I yeah. do not want. Jerry Jones is notorious for taking chances on players like this. I wouldn't be surprised, but I do not want him. Yeah, I I wouldn't want him either if I was a Cowboys fan, but potential landing spot. Mm -hmm. All right, is it time to make our listeners some money? Yeah. Get some picks out? All right, so I am going to go ahead and do – I'm actually going to do three college this week and one NFL – um, instead of three NFL, one college, just because I think there's a lot of favorable ones in college this week, um, and NFL is kind of more open to me. Um, so I will go ahead and jump in and go first here. Uh, my favorite pick of the week is Northwestern plus nine right now um, at home against Michigan State. I really can't see this being um, a high-scoring game. Um, if you're taking Northwestern, I'd also consider taking the under uh, just because I see this being like a 13-6 10-7, like just stupid low-scoring game like that. Um, so I love Northwestern. Um, I love UCF to cover 11 against Pittsburgh. Um, I just watching how they played against Stanford last week. Um, I'd even consider UCF first half line because uh, the first half line probably isn't going to be more than a touchdown. So I'd lay UCF first half. I'd think about it. Um, but UCF minus 11. Um, and then the other one I'm going to go with, um, for college this week is the Skurs. Minus, I, at last I saw it was minus 13 and a half. Um, if you can get it at 13, 13 and a half, I'd be all over that. 14, I could possibly see that pushing. Um, but if you can get it 13, 13 and a half, I'd be all over Nebraska. Um, I think they come out fired up this week. First conference game, and it's pretty much a new season for them now. Like, you've got to. You, you, you got to go now because you got to have a big week this week, roll that momentum into Ohio State, and go from there. Um, and then my NFL pick this week is I'm going to go the Rams, um, Sunday Night Football. They are minus three against Cleveland. Um, just Cleveland hasn't shown me enough yet to think that they can beat a team like the Rams um, or even essentially keep it close. So I'll take the Rams – Minus three. Uh, I think they win that game by about about a touchdown, I'd say. All right, I'll go. For college. So what do you, are you going three and one, two, for through college? I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just going to get okay. out four. It's gonna, it's <laughs> gonna, <laughs> I, I, I really don't know. <laughs> um, 
I know Campbell likes this one a lot too, but it did drop to three, the Michigan Wisconsin one. Yeah, yeah. All right, if it's, it's at three. three, I would hammer that one. I love that one the most because Wisconsin. Yeah, I would yeah. hammer Wisconsin minus three. I think Michigan is not for real. I selling them all the way, and Wisconsin is not allowed a point. Got Jonathan Taylor, potential Heisman candidate at home. Is game day there? Yeah. No, game day is Notre Dame, Georgia. Oh, Notre Dame. Sadly. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> Still, big game for them. Give me uh the Badgers. It's an eleven o'clock game. Got early game. casino early. I think Jonathan Taylor runs for about two hundred yards. Oh yeah. Another game I like. I've been flip flopping on this. Uh Give me the Skurs. Like that one a lot too. No way. I no way deplete or depleted Illinois team hangs with them, especially after beating Northern Illinois like that. So that's my second one. So the Skurs minus fourteen and Wisconsin minus three. And my last one, I'm gonna give you a curveball. Give me Oklahoma State plus six and a half at Texas. Okay. Okay. I think that's just a weird line. Um, Oklahoma State has the nation's leading rusher and receiver, so that offense can put up points. Um, I think Texas may be overlooking this one. So, I don't know. I just like this one a lot. And then my one NFL pick of the week. Give me the Packers. Minus seven uh, against. So, so is it is it Broncos? Is it seven or seven and a half? Even if it is seven and a half, I still think, okay. you know, I would still be on this one, just because the Broncos heartbreaking loss last week. Go to Green Bay, a team that's playing well. Uh, so it's in Green Bay. Yeah. Okay. Broncos are on the road. I think that one's a need a layup. Mm-hmm. So, I got Skurs. Wisconsin, Oklahoma State, and then Green Bay. Okay. All right, so I'm going to say the same thing. Well, not the exact same thing, but I'm going Wisconsin minus three. Um, I think Jonathan Taylor has a huge day. Oh, yeah. Um, Here's an interesting stat, too. So as an underdog, Jim Harbaugh is 0-6 straight up, and he's 2-4 and against against the spread as an underdog. Love to hear that. And I think I just don't think Michigan is very good at all. I mean, no. what we saw against um, Army, against Army, I don't think, <laughs> I don't know. And I just think they're going to have trouble with Jonathan Taylor, especially with that big offensive line. Oh, there's, yeah. there's no way. But um, and the other one, I'm going to stay in the Big Ten as well. I'm going to take Northwestern as well. And it's like when Northwestern's an underdog at home, you just don't bet against Northwestern. No. You just don't. But I think that's going to be a very low-scoring low game, like you said. I think Pat Fitzgerald has him ready. And I think I – think, Northwestern could possibly even win this game. They could. Mm-hmm. It's they a could. very, I wouldn't, I would for sure take them at the spread. I think you said it was eight and a half or nine. Right now it's nine. Nine. It's back okay. up to nine. Yep. So it's at nine. I would, I would just throw like twenty dollars in the money line just to see, you know. It's very high it's, value play yeah, there. Yeah, I w- I'm not saying, I'm not saying do it, but it's possible if yeah. you want, if you're feeling risky. Yeah. But so then I'm gonna go to college and I'll go to NFL. Right. So my. Most confident NFL one that I think I've been in a while, uh, most confident pick I've been in a while is probably Seattle. Uh, they're actually it's down to four, so minus four. I love that because that means the public is going with the Saints, and I love when the public is yeah. going. I love to go the opposite. So I'm gonna take the Seahawks minus four. Uh, I think I just think they looked really bad against the Rams in the yeah. second half with Bridgewater at the helm. Um, I really don't think. I don't think their offense is that good anyway, and I think their defense is kind of declining. But um, So I'm going to take the Seahawks minus four. Um, and then for my other one, I think – I don't know how this is not a bigger spread, but I think the Patriots cover 21. It's at 21 now, I believe. Yes, it's at 21. So I'm taking Patriots minus 21 against the Jets. Um, I don't – I just don't see how that's a, a matchup even, like – I think the Patriots win by. I think they win by thirty-five. 
I was gonna say five thirty. A healthy Pittsburgh team scored three against them, yeah. and Miami scored zero. So I yeah. can't see the Jets' third string quarterback mm-hmm. scoring. Nope. I, I mean, wanna... the only the only thing they have is Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. Oh yeah. They, they gotta get the ball to him first. Yeah. Stout anyway, so yeah. I don't know. Patriots lock. And I want to go back to what you said about the public money going with uh, against the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. Wise man once told me Vegas is too smart to lose. Exactly. So if the money's going one way, yep. I would almost go the other way. Exactly. All, more times than not. Mm-hmm. And you know what that also says too? Michigan was at plus four, four. I believe. Yeah. Now it's at minus three. three. Yeah. So. I don't know. You, so, do, you guys do you, whatever you want to do, but we were 9-3 yeah. last week, so you know, something to I feel about. like all the, or us three at least, got a, a year or two under our belts and learning more and more. Mm-hmm. And At least if you don't listen to me and Brooke, listen to Jake, because he was 4-0 last yeah. week. Dude's hot right yeah. now. Ah, oh, boy. It's, it's a, a lot, lot of pressure. pressure. <laughs> it's a lot of pressure on the wings, huh? <laughs> no, but, it's, yeah, it's all about, like they said, seeing those trends yeah. and... Vegas don't lose. That's no, there's there's a reason yeah. those guys out in the desert have jobs. You yeah, know? For sure. um, but yeah, hop on over to the casino and, and hop on those picks. Um, there's a lot of good games at eleven o'clock. Like yeah. that Wisconsin one's eleven. Yeah. What do you guys think about? I'm not playing it, but if you had to play it, fourteen and a half. Are you taking Georgia? Or are you taking Notre Dame? Once again, on the record, I am not betting this game. See, they were. Oh man. Uh, this game was actually going to be one of my picks because mm-hmm. I'm pretty confident. I'm not making this an official pick, but I think Georgia rolls Notre Dame. You think? Notre uh, Brian Kelly is, I believe, 0-4 against top five opponents, and three of those have been by 14 or more points. So. You know. Man, I would I would not touch this game with a 50 no, Yeah, no. I'm not going to make a pick about it, but oh. I – I think De- I think DeAndre Swift has a. That's huge what I was gonna game. say. I was just gonna say DeAndre Swift, two hundred yards, three touchdowns. Yeah, I think he has a huge game. Um, who did Notre Dame play week one? I'm drawing a blank. Because um, it wasn't a convincing were they significant. Win. Oh, it was Louisville, wasn't it? That's right. The Monday game. Yep. Yep. Okay, right. Louisville. It was close. Yeah. To halftime. And, yeah. You know, Louisville is still kind of rebuilding. They got a first-year head coach. Look at those cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it. They're, they're cheeks. <laughs> I do not want you to be a Notre Dame yet. No, no, no. Louisville is not good right now. Jake <laughs> harshly put that. No, Louisville cheeks. didn't do nothing I to I put you. the cheeks chain oh, my. On. No, stop. Yeah, right. so for instance, it was 21 to 14 at half, that Louisville Notre Dame game. Dude, and I Louisville a, came out pumping. Yeah, they and I were... can think of a play, too, where I think Notre Dame fumbled, and then Louisville fumbled at the yeah. next play, yeah. and oh Notre Dame got the ball back. So it's like, how many breaks can they get? Whatever. But. And they ran away with that game at the end. It was very close for two or three quarters, and, you know, if they play like that against Georgia, it's going to get ugly quick. Ugly. So it just depends what Notre Dame we're gonna get. Yeah, I feel like they gotta be fired up for you know it's either put up for shut up with them, and oh, man, I don't know. I really don't. I'm gonna make a prediction here. So I think, I think Georgia rolls, but depending like on how it looks, I feel like the next podcast we have, I'm gonna make a change to my playoff picks because I think. If Georgia rolls Notre Dame and, like, DeAndre Swift mm-hmm. obviously has a game like we think he's going to have, I might even pick Georgia to be my national champion. I for see. a dark dark horse. But we'll see. We'll see what happens this weekend. That. We'll see. It's – Georgia's got a really good team. Mm-hmm. That SEC I was going to be a slugfest this year slug with. Fest. Alabama, Georgia, and LSU coming out of nowhere. Oh, man. I still, I still got LSU. What am I thinking? You're thinking Mage. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sitting here thinking Notre Dame has Georgia, Virginia, and Michigan ahead of them on the schedule. And I'm just praying they somehow don't find a way to squeak one out against Georgia because I don't think Virginia's good, but they're a ranked opponent. And 
this just seems like one of those bullshit things where, like, Georgia's quarterback gets – or DeAndre <laughs> Swift gets hurt, Georgia's sque- – or Notre Dame squeaks one out, and then they beat a crappy Michigan team and a crappy Virginia team, yeah. and I have to watch them lose by 35 in the playoffs again. So I'm praying everyone stays healthy, Georgia wins by 25, See, and we this don't is, have to this worry is, about it. This is the thing. The fact that you said, well, with Michigan, mm-hmm. Virginia, mm-hmm. and Georgia. Mm-hmm. See, they could get killed by Georgia – and beat Virginia and beat Michigan, and they're like, "Well, we're eleven and one." Still be in the discussion. Like, yeah, that's the thing. Who scheduled these teams? Oh yeah, we we went. All right, you get smacked by Georgia, and then you beat a bad Michigan team. And I guess it looks different if Michigan wins this week against Wisconsin. Yeah, maybe it looks a little yeah. different. I'm Which banking on. Happen, yeah, still, I'm banking on Wisconsin winning that game by two touchdowns. That that'll be an interesting game. Notre Dame, Michigan, two absolute frauds going at yeah, it, no and one's gonna be, oh, we beat Michigan, or oh, we beat Notre Dame. Two two Heisman sneaky Heisman contenders this weekend, and DeAndre Swift and Jonathan Taylor yep. both gonna have huge weekends. And it's there's would, obviously so many good quarterbacks. I would that, love like, to see a running back this year win it. That's what that's what I'm saying. But you know they're not that? because while a while Mark Ingram. Got it. Or Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry. Did McCaffrey mess around and win one? He was second. He was, he? I believe. To Hell if I know. I think or it did was. Did Bryce Love win one? No. He got hurt, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry. I'm pretty sure. Just for the record, I don't like the Heisman Trophy. I'm just going to say it just because I just think it's weird because you got Georgia playing against SEC defenses. And exactly. you could have, like, this guy going up against – but can defenses like I don't I think it's tough. Uh, I don't like the Heisman. I'm just gonna I don't think it carries right. as much I'm not gonna say I don't like it. I don't think it carries as much weight as like it should. Just cause you, okay. you look at the Heisman and you look at stats and you look at a Heisman moment. And the thing is Trevor Lawrence this year won't have a Heisman moment chance. That's true. Here here's my thing. And I feel like he's the best quarterback yes. in the nation. You, you like you said comparing the conferences, do you think like could you imagine if like Tua or Trevor Lawrence or DeAndre Swift got a game like Kansas or you know West Virginia this year they've they've been better in years past but like or like Texas Tech where you're just absolute shootouts so and I'm not this isn't like yeah this isn't a shot at like no not at all Jalen because I feel like this is coming off as a shot at Jalen it's not a shot at Jalen but realistically Jalen Hurts probably wins the Heisman this year but it's I don't know I don't think he's it's one of those I don't know it's one of those things where it's like is he the best play, is that what the Heisman's for is it for the best player or the best stats because uh, I don't yeah. think James it's, Harden was ever the best player in the league oh, and didn't that's Harden, what Harden that's what that's what the no, modern era Russ is going yeah. towards now yeah. it's the best what have you done for me now and you mm-hmm. know it's if we gave like we said the MVP you know you want to talk about James Harden Rush if we gave the MVP to the best player it would be LeBron, LeBron every, every year. year and people don't want to see that. No, they don't want to hear that. Every to the people who think Katie's better than LeBron, get out of my face. No. <laughs> Stop. Don't hurt yourself. Not at all. But But I don't know. There's a lot of good games this weekend. Um No, I because besides Wisconsin, Michigan. I think it's Okay, that's the one that's the one I was thinking of too. Auburn Miss, oh yeah, who's it? Auburn, Texas A&M, Auburn A&M. A&M. That's How another, did we not talk about that great one? Because there's, there's two Auburn's other ranked games. Though, that's the thing. I think Auburn's I think a fraud. I am all 100% in agreement with that. Mm-hmm. I think Texas A&M has a shot to win this game by 20 plus. Like it gets ugly. Is it? It's at A&M, yes. right? At A&M. Yeah, I oh, think. Man, there's no, <laughs> there's I no way. Think Colin, A&M Colin made the comment easy. earlier that Bo Nix only has like a 50% completion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rater right now, yep. and he hasn't gone up against an SEC defense yet. So no. it's it's going to be a rude awakening for Bo Nix and War Eagle this weekend, I think. Okay, here's a question for you. So if Nebraska wins easily this week like they should, assuming we have Ohio State next weekend, and let's just say Washington State wins and Utah wins, is it Utah Washington State game day or is it Nebraska Ohio State? Because that's the I think that's the only team that has the only other matchup that has a chance to be game day. See the thing is with that is like who who wants to watch Washington yeah. State Utah? At, 
9 o'clock. No. If no. that's what time they're going to play it. Yeah, I, no one wants to see. I'm sure and they'll I don't know where have, it is. We have the primetime game on it's ABC. It's on ABC. 6.30. It would... It it's, would it's his, like, that's two historic programs. See, I think... Call me, call me crazy here, but I think whoever has the primetime game on ABC should be game day. Oh, for sure. I mean, and that's just in general. I'm not talking about just the Nebraska-Ohio State game. It's just like... It's the buildup. It's yeah. supposed to be the best game of that week. I don't want to watch Fowler and Herb Street at two thirty. No, no. Like, I want to watch them at 7, seven o'clock prime time. Yeah. That's see what it's supposed to be. That's what sucks about. I hate that Wisconsin Michigan's an eleven o'clock game. Isn't I think Notre Dame Georgia's either a two thirty or an eleven o'clock. No way. I think so. I, think I could it's be wrong. Two thirty. Yeah. I'm not sure though. I could be wrong. Someone check me on that because I could just be talking out of my ass here. Uh, but no, it's. Seven. Is it seven? Oh, okay. on, see, the thing is, it's on CBS though. So that's not. Yeah, that it's, it feels weird that like you do ESPN and you don't give it to an ABC. But or Texas ESPN. Oklahoma State is ABC. So that'll that'll be okay. a better game than people realize. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, one more thing, I guess I want to touch on. Urban Meyer, is he coaching next year? Where is he coaching next year? Just because he, he looks miserable. UCLA. If he if, he's, if he comes back. This year or next year, I think it's really UCLA. So you're telling me my man Chip Kelly's out? Dude, Chip Kelly is like 3-13 and 13 <laughs> at UCLA. I think the Chip Kelly experiment is all but over. I think they're winless, aren't they? This, this year. They went 3-9 last year. They, they got the fighting Mike Leeches this weekend, oh, so they're starting 0-4. Jeez Louise, dude. That is tough for Chip Kelly. but So it's going to be a big-name school like a UCLA. I think me and you are thinking the same thing. Tennessee? Yeah. Tennessee. Tennessee. Ooh. Either that, it's, I think it's either, I'll put the odds, Tennessee plus 150, USC plus 200. I think he wants to go back to the SEC that, yeah, and try exactly. to build something up and give a big old middle finger to Nick Saban. Yep. yep. <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not See, saying he would be successful. Just, but. I have a hard time. Here's the thing. I think we're both off a little bit. I think he's going to go to the best situation, like who has the players to compete right away. That's, that is true. And is that USC? I think it might be USC. Because I'm trying to think but of who's going to come knocking for a coach yeah. this year. I, I have a hard time believing that Urban Meyer is going to go to the Pac-12. <laughs> yeah, I see, I don't see that. Yeah. I don't know either. I, I, see, I could see an SEC team making way for him. It's not going to be Texas A&M or – not Auburn. No. Ooh, ooh. I don't know. Maybe Auburn. That would be a hell of a rivalry. I don't know how you can fire. Yeah. I don't know how you can All fire. right, listen this, though. If Auburn goes downhill the rest of the year, if they only get six or seven wins, I could see them making the move. That's a, that's a good point. Ooh. I'm, you know what? I'm changing my Auburn. Okay. He's see, going I, Auburn. I, do, I think he's an SEC guy. I, I think, yeah, I think he goes to Tennessee. Give me Auburn. Because think about it, Gus Malzahn hasn't done anything in a while for Auburn since Cam Newton. Yeah, Cam. Yeah. And there's no there's no landing spot in ACC that's desirable. Yeah. No. Big Ten. Big no. Ten. Maybe it could be Big Ten. But you ain't gonna go back to Ohio State. No. Not. Dude, see, it like, could be Michigan. No, dude, dude I said that. I said that the Harbaugh. other day. I said how Harbaugh's <laughs> on the hot seat, so he's gotta be right. He's you can't to. just but keep it, dragging along this like mediocre. All right, they're, they're getting. They're like, here's my analogy for um, Michigan. They're like the Bo Pelini Nebraska that, dude. They just, beat the bad teams totally and they agree. they get beat by the good teams dude that's all they are they'll go eight and four nine and three every year i totally agree because i mean michigan historically has been a great program same yes. with nebraska so it's like and it's, it's just like the like fan a, bases are great like a, yeah, they, we'll give you nine wins but we're, <laughs> we're not getting ask for more <laughs> oh man oh look dude that's accurate man it's just i feel like michigan wants to be good so mm. bad I could – oh. And the thing is, like, if everyone <laughs> thought this was their year, but Ohio State looks like the odds-on favorite. If I had to make a line for the Ohio State-Michigan game right now, I think it would be Ohio State by 17. <laughs> How weird would that be for Ohio State? <laughs> Urban goes to Michigan. Uh, wouldn't that be something? And then, that would, Okay, let's say this. Like, um, okay, 
let's say if <laughs> if this happens, the impossible happens, Urban goes to Michigan and he takes him to a national championship, wins a national championship, is Urban one of the best coaches of all time? I think at this point you got to give it to the best coach of all time. He goes to Utah and does it there. Did they win a national championship? No. All right, well, they, they were a so. BCS team. Yeah. yeah. So he wins a BCS bowl game at, yeah. at Utah, wins with Florida. Ohio State, he won one. So that's three schools he's won. Florida big. won two, didn't he? Probably. Er, er, he was there two times, maybe only won once. Yeah. He was there a couple of times. Ohio State was there a couple of times, won one. one. So... Florida was hopping in those years. Because that's about the same time they messed around and won back-to-back basketball, basketball. titles, yeah. wasn't it, too? Billy <laughs> Donovan. It was a good time to yep. be, yeah. It's a good time to be a Florida fan. Wow. Joe first, Noah, shout what, out. It was, it was either that first year or that second year they beat Greg Odin's yeah, Ohio State that's team. that's right. So, uh, good times. I was times. like Joe Kim Noah. Good times. Al Horford. Yeah. Al Horford, yeah. Anyways. Yeah. So, I think the last thing we wanted to do to wrap up this week's pod uh, Colin brought up a good topic, uh, just talking about it with like some of the older generation of Husker fans that got to like sit through the 94, 95, 97 seasons, um, even some of like grandparents and stuff that got to see the 70s. Um, being born in, well, I'm 98, 96, 97. We have obviously didn't get to really witness greatness. So it's different for us because I think this generation of Husker fans is so – like hungry just to see something great and we were saying the best like memory as a Husker fan it's kind of sad to think about that like what like the memories we're about to say is like the best one but I said let's just say this first though okay so here's here's a kind of comparison so our parents are about the same age oh yeah so they were probably in their mid-20s when they were winning national championships and now we're kind of coming up to our mid-20s mm-hmm. so i'm hoping it's the same thing where like we really oh, get to, we really get to enjoy like that'd be good awesome nebraska football but yeah i'll let you go with your so i was gonna say my best memories probably i think we were either three and seven or i think three and seven at the time when we knocked off number i think eight michigan state on brandon riley's catch the two late scores we were fans were literally leaving the stadium and that, that was, I don't know, that's probably my favorite memory, and it's sad that my favorite memory was a 3-6, and 3-7 and seven yeah. Riley team. That's got to be mine, though. Mm-hmm. All right. I was just, I was, when we were talking about this earlier, I honestly couldn't think of anything, but. Which is sad. Yeah. But it just hit me right now is Ron Kellogg, baby, the Hail Mary <laughs> to beat Northwestern. Yeah. I mean, who was it that went down? Armstrong? Yeah, or? I think. I can't had remember, man, the situation. Who do you throw it to, Westercamp? What, the Westercamp <laughs> catch? I mean, I re- I'll remember this till the day I die. My grandparents are walking out the door, and, you know, I'm sitting there with my mom, and we're watching the final snap, and that stuff happens, and it's just like everybody comes running back in, <laughs> and we're like, no way that just happened. But, I mean, it wasn't a great year for us. Mm-hmm. It was beating Northwestern should yeah. not be that exciting. No, but. Exactly. But see, that's the thing. That's the difference between now and back then. Like we get excited for we just shitty Nebraska teams. We just need. We're just looking for game. one good moment in a year. Exactly. And, you know, you get about ten of them on a national title run. I would say, I think if I say this, you guys might agree with me too. The Alex Henry kick against oh, Colorado yeah. with the Sue Iconic. Sue. Uh, stiff arm in the yeah. <laughs> that quarterback, yeah. but that that was a great moment. But I think personally, my favorite was when uh, Sue had that huge game against uh, Missouri when it was pouring rain, just throwing down Blaine Gabbert, just manhandling him, yeah. or the K State Thursday night game with Taylor Martinez. That was the coming out part. Yeah, that was those two were probably my favorite moments. The the Taylor Martinez years were good for us. Um, man, I we, got we, see, the the thing that I think is different this year is I think in years past it was easy to get frustrated at like all right we have Bo Pelini like it just felt like like you said nine and four 
It's the best you're ever going to get. Like, we weren't going to bring these huge name recruits. We were just always going to be average. Riley, it felt like this just isn't a Big Ten coach. Like, he might be able to bring some, like, high-profile guys, but he can't – he's not going to coach you up to success. And, like, now it's like everything's, like, in place. You got the guy you want. If Frost – like, if Frost can't take you back to being great, I don't know who can. We uh, seems like we have the right guys in here, and you can tell like they all want it, and they all work their ass off in the off season. So it's frustrating to see that not necessarily always translate to the field. So it's like you just hope that translates to the field because it's at this point you're not mad at any of the guys. You're not, I don't know. You sometimes you might question like the play calling and stuff, but it's like man, you have the right guys here. They're working their ass off. It's like you just want to see that translate to wins now. And here's the thing I feel like in the modern day that gets overlooked is your time span to make something happen as a head coach is so short. Mm -hmm. Like thinking or hearing about stories back when it was like Tom Osborne, one of like the greatest Nebraska coach of all time, his – you know, his stigma was he couldn't win the big game in the 80s yep. with Turner Gill. You know, he got there a couple T- times. Took him, like, what, seven, eight, nine, ten years? Yeah, to win the big one, and mm-hmm. then he rattled off three. Yep. So, in today's world, he would not have gotten that chance. Mm-hmm. If you, you know, couldn't win the big – if you can't win the big one now, it's like we're going to go get someone who can. Exactly. You think we're, we're committed to – Scotty I think though, right? I think Frost the is. Guy. I think Frost is the guy until he wants to leave, or mm-hmm. you know, or something happens. It's like seven years in, and it still is nowhere yeah. near working or something. Because yeah. we what did we give him? We gave him seven years. Yeah, didn't we? Seven years should be enough. Yeah. But <laughs> I just, see. Here's I just the thing: five that, should be enough. I don't see that happening. I. He, it's going to work. Yeah. Like, it's just not going to take mm-hmm. as. It's not going to be as quick as people think. Oh. It's still exciting. There used to be years where you'd look at it and you'd be like, we're going to be average. And you look at it this year and you're like, you know what? Disappointed how it ended against Colorado. There's stuff to clean up, but it's like you're – I don't know. It's still just exciting. I'll I'll tell you what. I'm just happy to have a quarterback that is going to complete more than 50% of his passes Mm -hmm. because I love Martinez, always have a special place in my heart, but watching him and Armstrong for about seven or eight years just – heaving the ball downfield and it was just ugly at times you know and it's promising too that frost keeps saying like we have the best guy for our system oh yeah we have the guy i mean it's gonna take it's probably gonna take another year for him to actually get the system down because it's so complicated i mean so yeah so all right well i'd say that about wraps up this week's podcast quick prediction for this score this week all right nebraska nebraska Give me 45, 17. I'll go 38, 13. Love All it. All right. There, there you have it. it. All right. Loser buys beer next week. Yep. Ooh, I love that. All right. <laughs> Once you, like we said last week, 9-3. Follow our picks this week. Go cash in big. Take it from us. Later.